Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. I think that was perfectly in sync. We never. I don't think we've done that yet. I think we just peaked. Yep. We, we have peaked. All right. No more episodes. We're done. We're retiring <laughs> right now. Bye. What have you got over there? Uh, same thing you have over there. <laughs> a Strongbow. Strongbow Cider. Strongbow, the original. Yes. Because they have a couple apple ciders. They have a green apple and I think you said a rosé apple. We were looking up some of their other ones. Uh, I was looking at their variety. Yeah, and they've got a pear one as well. But we have a twist because we are not just drinking Strongbow. A little dumpy dump into a glass mixed with Five Wise Cinnamon Vodka. Yes, and that was made known to us by our Montana listener. And she came in clutch. Delicious drink. It tastes like a yummy apple pie in liquid form. So good. It's a it's a nine and a half out of like, ten. I've all like I've been told to and I've tried it, but I've been told to like mix fireball with apple juice, and that's like the apple pie, which is still pretty good, but this, this is a way is better version. Else. Yeah. It's that's, so much better. That's like a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. This is like a nine and a half. Yeah. Maybe even a ten out Easy. of ten. And the strongbow cider itself is so good. Oh, alone it's good. Yeah. And thankfully, it's like it's a cider that we can get here. Thankfully, unlike mm-hmm. Summer's Bees. Yeah, seriously. Summer's Bees, man. I wish. I probably didn't get it in Canada. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. But why not here, though? Like, man, We're a bigger market. Summer's Bees. There's nothing better. Strongbow was pretty damn good, though. And I also didn't know that Stella Artois did a cider. You made that known to me that or last weekend as I well. I think that's new. Oh, really? And I think it might be a fall, because the box has like fall leaves. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good It's as well. good. Like, it just, it's so much better than, like, Reds or Angry Orchard, those shitty ciders, you know. But, yeah. I don't mind Angry Orchard. I don't either. I mean, they're good. Better than Reds. Reds. Even, I'll drink Reds. But these just taste more sophisticated. (laughs) It's like the difference between a Bud Light and then, you know, Tap, you went to something somewhere. Like, they're just better. Yep. Just better all around. It's got like a really nice, strong apple flavor, but not like overwhelmingly sweet. Yes. It's, it's good. I love it. Well, we do have a big topic section today, so I think we should jump right into the culture couch. All right, let's do it. Okay, we have a lot to talk about today. Yes, so this week's movie choice was, drumroll, The Lost Boys. What did you think about it? It's 80s. <laughs> it is very <laughs> 80s. Like, like, it's, when you think of 80s horror and like 80s, not even just everything, it's it, The Lost Boys. Just if you've seen Blade Runner, uh-huh. take that cinematography style and mix it with a horror vampire movie, mm-hmm. and what you're in pit, what you're gonna picture is the Lost Boys. Yeah, like, I don't know another way to describe it. And there is scenes in that that I'm like, holy shit, this looks exactly like Blaine Rudder. The cinematography is disgustingly similar. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I wonder if they drew inspiration from it, or which was made first. I'm not sure. And the music, like mm-hmm. weird music things in between. The music is good though, and. In the Lost Boys, they've got a good, a pretty good soundtrack. Granted, they do use the one song like eight times throughout the movie. Yes, 
I think the movie or the song is Cry Little Sister, but it's a good song. And the beginning, it was pretty slow. Yeah, I do not remember that movie being as slow as it, it is. was an hour and like a half movie. Maybe it's like, like an hour and 37 minutes, I think. And it felt like a three hour movie. Yeah. Like it was a long movie. It, like the nothing, pacing. like not a lot happens in the first like hour of that movie. Yeah. It's once the, um, the brother Sam, when he finally is starting to hang out with the Frog Brothers, is when things start picking up because yes. then they start thinking, or he starts saying, like, oh, Maybe my brother is a vampire. Da, da, da. And then it just like goes really fast from there. But that's like typical 80s horror. That's just what they did. Just really slow intro. Mm-hmm. And then. And then a really fast climax. I mean, I respect it. I, there's something about old horror movies that I like. Yeah. They get to the point. Same. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not 80s, but like Scream. We still got to talk about Scream 3 a little. But oh, the, yes. Because the, we did finish. We watch Scream Three. The Scream movies are pretty fast paced, mm-hmm. which I like. Cause I a horror movie. I think that's something that makes a good movie is knowing, not dragging it out. Yeah, because if you have too many, like I think depending on the subject matter of the horror movie, it shouldn't be dragged out. But like Hereditary, which we're going to be watching, it's like next a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's like two hours, but it's very good pacing. Even though it's longer movie, everything about that movie is good. Like, and you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. Like if there's not unnecessary scenes, then it can be longer. Oh yeah. But there is times in horror. I feel like that they add an extra scary scene or two to try to build more suspense. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it just makes me more annoyed. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, they're not going to put themselves in that situation twice or they feel very forced. Yeah. Which is one thing I really like about the screen movies is they don't. Like, uh, what's the main girl's name? Sid? Sydney, yeah. Yeah, she, like, shoots people in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not, like... Yeah, well, I mean, she lived through it once. She knows what to do going forward. Like, yeah. that's just how it is. And it's funny, too. I mean, that's just typical. I think Scream being so self-aware, you know, at the end of Scream 3, when uh, the killer gets back up and he's, like, charging at Dewey, and Dewey's just shooting him in the chest, shooting in the chest, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. And, like... Dewey should know this by now. He was a cop. He's been through this twice already. Like, he should know. Shoot him in, shoot the, him head. in the head. And even Sydney, she's in the background, like, screaming, like, head! Shoot him in the head! And, like, just give the gun to Sydney. She'll get the job done. <laughs> the job to Sydney. She'll get the job done. Um, But back to... Uh, the Lost other, Boys. Lost Boys. The hair. The hair. Okay, so... I think at least two of the vampires were wearing hair pieces, for sure. Oh, yeah. The one dark-haired guy that had like really long dark hair i think that was all his hair yeah and you could tell because he had like good hair but that one with like the younger looking vampire that had like the really curly mullet yes awful awful mullet. like weirdly like i know mullets are short in the front but that one was extra weird in the front it was like really short up on top in the front and really long like almost down to his mid back and the side was like a medium length that Uh was like, I don't know. It was a Which bad... makes me think that they just, like, put a clip in in the back. <laughs> but it was, like, it was his regular mullet. hair, and then they just put a clip in? Yeah. I don't know who the, that actor is, but I'm pretty sure he's been in a few things. Um, But, yeah, and then Kiefer Sutherland with a bleach mullet. Nice. <laughs> Young Kiefer Sutherland. Um, The one thing that, while watching that movie, that I was annoyed with was the, like, leading up to turning... What's his name? What's the brother's name? Oh, my God. Because Sam is the younger brother. 
older brother is we just watched this what's his name i can see his face brown hair played by jason patrick michael his name is michael when they're trying when the vampires are like trying to show michael or like kind of taunt him a little bit like when they're sitting around the campfire and they're eating the food or what was this actually back in their den when they are like eating the the noodles and he makes makes him see david makes him see worms instead of noodles but it's actually noodles okay but he's like playing mind tricks on him i just think the whole build-up to turning him into a vampire was silly and i just i don't know it i didn't like it and then his actual transition into a vampire was kind of lame that he just drank the blood and then that that started the transition and then i guess he had to at the party feed to become a full vampire but like when he's like flying around his house that's i think that's pretty cool and that, like not because he doesn't know how to control it. And he's like grasping at the window. Yeah. That that is cool. I do think it's weird where he's like, I thought it was wine. I'm like, did you, you really think it was wine? You, um, have you ever tasted blood? Because it doesn't taste anything. Like you didn't take any drugs prior, but you're all of a sudden seeing these things that aren't there. And you don't think that's a little bit weird. And your brother has been telling you about vampires before. And now, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of silly. But... Um, I do think they did a good job at making you think or like not knowing who the head vampire was. Not knowing you actually was, fell asleep. Not knowing it was Max. But it was Max, yeah. yeah. The boyfriend, the mom's boyfriend. See, I thought it wasn't him for sure because of they threw water on him. Uh-huh. And like the whole garlic thing, and then he saw a reflection. But then when he reveals at the end, well, if you invite you invited me into your home, basically. So all the rules are off. If you invite me into your home, I'm safe in your home. So he, like, none of the vampire rules applied to him. I guess I don't get the scene that you're, because he saw his own reflection. Uh-huh. But I don't get, that's not, like, bad to see your own reflection, is it? Well, vampires don't have one. Oh, but, like, when Michael was in the house... When Michael, but Sam pointed out his reflection in the mirror and he was like translucent. Like you could see yeah. through him like a ghost kind of. But he was invited into the house. He also wasn't a full vampire yet. So the, that, that seems like some plot armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I just chalked it up to Max when he said, yeah, you invited me into your home. So none of these rules, none apply. Of these rules apply. Um, Still kind of clever. Like I liked it. It was fun. And what was really funny is the end. I don't know if you saw this, but when the grandpa like blasts through the house with the truck and he impales Max and that's what kills him with like the big pole thing on his car. And he gets out of the car and he's like, fucking California, you know, da, da, da. ever since I moved here, all these damn vampires. So he's like, no, and the vampires exist the whole time. And you had no idea. He's saying it's just funny. Yeah. But it's just one more thing to him living in California. Is all the vampires. Yep. I do feel like the Pacific has a lot of vampire stuff. Yeah, like California. Oregon, Washington, like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the vampire stuff. Yeah. I wonder why. Which is interesting that a lot of the vampire things take place in California, where there's so much sun in California, because sun is very harmful to vampires. I get, like, Northern California. Yeah. Because, like, San Francisco area doesn't get a lot of sun. Mm -hmm. But, like, down, like... L.A., yeah. Yeah. Sunny. Like L.A., that's just an ashtray for vampires. <laughs> just getting burnt up. Yeah. But overall, what would you what would you rate it? You're gonna be disappointed, but all in all I, I probably say, won't, because after I, watching it again, I've like realized more about that movie. It's like a six. 
Yeah, I'd say it's a six. It's just kind of... I'd give it a six five for it being entertaining. And you have to admit, they looked badass. The vampires looked cool. They did look cool. I mean, like, they're... But aside from cool. the hair, they had really cool style. And the Frog Brothers, they were kind of like a fun ad. Uh-huh. But it was... Well, and that was also, like, Corey Feldman was, like, the it kid in Hollywood at that time. Yeah. So they they did well, but there is some 80s movies that just don't age. Age very well. Yes. Yeah, and and it's definitely didn't. This is a, a hot opinion, though. I also don't think the original Blade Runner ages very well, and a lot of people disagree with me. I haven't even seen the original Blade Runner. So the new one's pretty good. Really? Yeah. But again, I haven't really even heard of it. A lot of people actually anyone. don't like the new one. They like the original. Yeah. I'm I think I'm on the opposite the end. Opposite end of that. Yeah. Well, to each their own. Like I don't know. I enjoy the new Star Wars movies more than the old ones. <laughs> my eyes are rolling out of my head right now. Yeah. I love the original. But the originals also didn't age well. That's... They're good. They're good movies. They're a good story, but they didn't age well. They age better than that movie. Not really. <laughs> oh, way better. <laughs> no. They just aged well because a lot of people like them. That's true. Yeah. But like, you watch those movies, you know you're watching an 80s movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're st- I mean, they still are fun. And, but, yeah, I think I would agree. I'd give Lost Boys a six. Also because the love interest was stupid. Yeah, I don't... Why is it that vampire movies don't do well with love interests? Well, I feel... Also, why do vampire movies always have to have one? Like... That's true. Granted, I think vampires, that's just part of the thing. Like, vampires, you know, blood and sex and... They're all beautiful people, and that's just kind of how it goes. But I want to see one that doesn't. Yeah, like, don't focus on that. I don't know. And the actress who played Star was not great. Um, Okay, let's move on and talk about Scream 3 for a little bit. Okay, Scream 3, I think, had the most jump scares. Yes, I would agree. There are a lot of elements in Scream 3 that make it feel way more of a horror movie. Like with the dream sequence when the mom's walking up to the window and then when Sydney goes back into the set of the old house and she like that whole thing. And then yes. when she sees the crime scene and like the sheet. Yeah. Yeah. It had some it's creepy, really scary, really creepy. Some really creepy. The dream is definitely you're like, whoa, whoa, like they are taking this to a completely different level now. I mean, that's yeah. a good five minute, like mm-hmm. suspense, scary, like actual scary, not like. Oh, the killer's in the house. We all know it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, any second he's going to pop out. No, like, that is, like, an actual scary. Yep. Um, how predictable or not predictable did you think was the killer? Um, I kind of figured it was someone in the movie. Uh-huh. But I did not see it coming that it was her brother, stepbrother. Half-brother. Half-brother. Yeah. Half-brother. Um, did so- you think it was the director? No. So I was like, it's got to be someone in the movie because it's like all these people involved in the movie. I didn't think it was like the dumb girl, you know. The one who played Sydney? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not going to be her, which that would have been kind of a fun twist if it was her, you know. Uh-huh. The one Sydney's killing the killers and then the, like, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was the director. And I definitely, like, yeah, that was a crazy twist. Well, so he had like motive. Especially when there's the very, very motive driven because that's what I feel like in the second one, they're really the motives weren't that great. He had a good motive. He had a really good motive. Yes. And the second one, it's not great because 
she's like, you killed my son. Just it's a like revenge. It's just the son you abandoned. Yeah. It's not like you liked your son. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of lame. But, but this it is one cool is though because Sydney pointed that out. She's like, oh, you, you're here to kill me over your son that you abandoned? Like, like I like that they still pointed that out. Very, like I said, and I've used this term several times talking about these movies, but very self-aware. Um, what is a good like deterrent, I think, was when Jennifer goes downstairs and she finds, or no, Gail goes downstairs and she finds Roman's body in the casket. So you think like, oh, well, it's obviously not Roman because he's dead. Oh, yeah, that also threw me off. And she checked his pulse. Granted, Eve did put out a good thing. She said, if you're in distress and you're in a like, you know, high stress situation, you're not going to check the pulse that carefully. And she said the place that he grabbed it or that she like felt isn't the strongest part on your arm to feel a pulse. And if you're lying down. Yeah. And if you can control your breathing and kind of slow mm-hmm. you your, can pulse slow your pulse down, calm it down enough. Yeah. And then like she said, high stress, you wouldn't feel a pulse. So that was pretty clever. And the fact that he's obviously a movie director because he used fake props and like all the yeah. and stuff that just really cool. And how he was using that house. That mm-hmm. was also cool. Yeah. Which is where. It was John Milton's house or one yeah. of his like private screening. Houses. It was, it was his old, like, yeah, that one old guy, right? Uh-huh. It was John Milton. Yeah. Who isn't actually a movie director. They just used him as part of it. Um, also, I really liked how they showed or discussed on things that probably actually happen in Hollywood. Like where Sydney's mother went there because she wanted to be an actress. She went to one of these private screenings and, got taken advantage of by like four other men and they basically raped her. And so she got the parts in the movies that she got, but then she really didn't want to, but then it fucked her up because you know, sexual trauma. Yep. And then she ended up dying. And then it's just this whole big roller coaster of events. So I really like how they touch on a lot of probably what actually goes on. So that was pretty cool. So what would you rate that one? Um, and then I want you to tell me, your order of like how you like the three. I'd say that one's probably an eight. That one's an eight. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Um, my five strength and favorites, I would say three is probably the best one because it has a good story and it looks the best, mm-hmm. but it's not my favorite one that, so I would rate them one, three, two. Yeah. That's uh, probably how I would rate them as well. The trilogy. I also feel like one is just a little bit more like visceral and brutal than the rest of them. Yeah. Not that like I'm going into it wanting that kind of stuff, but it it adds to it. It makes it feel more like scary of how brutal they were. Number one, but if one had the budget of three, oh yeah, like it would have been. It probably would have been even like leagues better than the other two. Oh yeah, just because you can tell they were unsure of what they had mm-hmm. for sure at that time. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with four because this kind of seemed like it wrapped it up. Sydney kind of killed off her demons even like mm-hmm. it ends. Yeah. And that's kind of like, like I'm sure all the diehard scream fans love it. I mean, I like it cause I'm getting more scream content cause you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, but like, why are you making more? Like where, where could you go? But then they're also breaking their own rules because they're, they like even made comments about there being a trilogy and yes. now they're going on to a fifth one. Like, yeah. So all anything can happen now. Where do you rank? For, oh, where do you rank four? If you were to add four into it, cause I know trilogies are different and then you add a fourth movie makes it a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say 
like in my favorites, it would go one, three, four, two. But four oh. touches on a lot of really good things that are that happen like now, like with social media, especially. So it it makes really good points about those kind of things, which I think is really cool. Right. And you'll see when we watch it. And then we'll get to go watch the fifth one when it comes out. So it'll be all good fun. All in good fun. Um, this got me thinking, though. Mm-hmm. Movie titles. Okay. What makes a good movie title for horror? And For horror. Um, they all, I noticed, there's two things, like a huge chunk. I don't know the percentage, but like a huge chunk I haven't come. They all are either one word, and if they are two words... The other word is the. So I actually really like it when they use one word titles. Yes. Because they're not giving away a whole lot. Um, like Scream, for instance. Just Scream. Uh-huh. Because um, that could. Conjuring. Be the, you the, know, I mean, it's the Conjuring, right? Yeah, that's why I said like the outlier is like they will add the, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really count. Like it doesn't give anything. So but the Conjuring. movies like The Town That Dreaded Sundown or Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that's just a mouthful. Yeah, but and, like Halloween, yeah, Conjuring, Halloween. yeah, The Witch. I think is one that you brought over. That's upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's the one? Hereditary. Yep. Midsummer. Midsummer. Like all these. Did I say ring already? I think I did. Um, if not, the ring. Like, there's just like it's all these one word. Like you have no idea, but you know that thing is bad. Mm-hmm. Or like the one word gives you some kind of kind of clue about like what the movie's going to be about like hereditary right off the bat doesn't but then once you watch the movie and you understand like what's going on you think oh well maybe they named it hereditary because of x y and z and i'll point those out to you i watched it i think i have an idea um which i'll tell you but don't tell me if i'm right or wrong yet Mm -hmm. i'm guessing because i watched the trailer just because i was like oh the trailer it's a good trailer but it's one of those trailers that's very not it seems clear. random. Yeah. Um, it also seems like it gives away some of the scarier scenes, but we'll go. Oh, whatever. I could be completely wrong. I think, though, it's about how certain things get passed on from generation to generation that you mm-hmm. don't want to get passed on. Like, it's, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. Not good. And this is the not good. So I think it's definitely a play on the word of hereditary. And I will, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm a, I feel like this is going to be one of the scary movies I've seen. It might be, but it's also like, like I said, it's, it's not like out to get you in your face. Scary. It's just a very unsettling scary. So it's not like jump scare, scary. No, 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 no. It's like mind twist. Uh huh. And the things that are in it that are scary, like you see, and they're there for a long time, but it's just because they make you uncomfortable because you're looking at it. Is it like in um, the game we played with our friend Landon? Resident Evil. Resident Evil, where there's that lady just like there the in grandma, the rocking chair. In the rocking chair. Yes, and you're like, yep. go away. Just like, go away. Like, I know you're there. I know you're not going to do anything. Just go away. Yep. It's exactly like that. And you, just, you don't trust anything that's going on. But it doesn't do anything at the same yep. time. Yeah. Uh, that's almost the scary. It, it's like plays on your anxiety. Yeah, because you're like, do something. Just get it over with. Yeah, and that's sometimes worse than a jump scare. Oh, for sure. But I'm excited for you to watch it. It'll, it's going to be a good time. I don't mind like thrill, thrillers that are intense. Jump scares are the things I don't like. Well, and horror movies that have a purpose. I've said this before, but 
like this director, Ari Aster, he, he makes his movies to have a purpose and they tell like a bigger story. And that's why Hereditary and Midsummer are so good. But you'll just have to find out for yourself and make those assessments. All right. I think now it's time to jump into our topic. Yeah. This week is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I want to just start off with a question. Yes. Because I haven't really told you what the topic is, but do you believe in ghosts? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I go back and forth to a lot, which is why it's yes and no. The logical side of me says it just doesn't make sense. Right, like the scientific, the logical side, just like I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. Why would they be there? And then if they are there, why would they be out there to cause harm? Like, Mm -hmm. if they are, like, if you're a ghost, you probably have like I would assume more knowledge of. You've just been around longer, so you've seen more stuff. Yeah. So you just kind of have more knowledge. Like, why are you out to get people? But then there's also just assholes that are out to get people on Earth. So maybe those are just the ghosts. Right, and I guess ghost is kind of a a loose term. But I think when you say like out to get people, in my opinion, that's a demon. So do you believe in demons? I feel like if you believe in ghosts, you got to believe in demons. Exactly. So like they go together. Where again, that's where I'm like, like yes and no. Yeah. Um, okay. But I don't, I don't want to know if I, I don't want to get a solid answer. Uh-huh. But I have had stuff that's like freaked me out because I have sleep paralysis. Yeah. Like, Which I have considered that maybe we should do an episode on sleep paralysis. Oh, I have stories. Because I have experienced it twice. And it is one of the most just horrifying things to experience. I think and, that's part of the reason I don't like horror. Yeah. It's because I think it makes those times worse. Yeah. And you're like, you're getting a real visual in your face of like, yes, you know, these things. Yeah. What's weird. I haven't had it since we moved here. Oh, really? Well, that's good. I've only ever had it living at my parents' house. Interesting. It happened a ton growing up. It happened a few when we moved back with my parents for like nine months to save up Mm -hmm. to buy our house. It happened like three or four times in the nine months we lived there. Yeah. We moved here. It hasn't happened since moving here. Huh. Maybe we should do an episode on sleep paralysis then. And after listening to our guest speaker... Yes. It makes me wonder what the fuck is in my parents' house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there there goes to my my next little thing here. So you haunted houses, like actual homes that are haunted. Have you ever had any experience like that? Aside from sleep paralysis where you can kind of explain it away to be sl- exactly that, sleep paralysis. No. You have not experienced anything. Everything like that. I have experienced like that has been sleep paralysis. Okay. I have had times that have freaked myself out mm-hmm. that I'm 99% confident that I freaked myself out. Yeah. Which I also think that happens too. Like, I think there's people that psych themselves out, right? Yeah. Where they're like, I heard a noise and I'm like, it was someone and whatever. Your mind starts racing. You start jumping to conclusions. Yeah. yeah like, I've done it. Like, I know I've done it. Like, there's times I'm driving home and I'm like, that car's following me, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you can psych yourself out. It's normal. Yeah. So I think people have that. And then I, but I would not discredit anyone's what people like have experienced of what they've experienced. Cause who am I to tell them that what they experienced is not real. Yeah, Even exactly. if I struggle with believing it mm-hmm. because you weren't there, you didn't, you don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. I didn't feel what they felt. And 
you know, with, with sleep paralysis, you know, like the stuff that I've felt with that, it feels real. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, yeah. man. Like, And sleep paralysis is fucking, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And so to have an experience like that, where you are fully awake and you're aware and alert and you're still experiencing something like this, like I can't even, well, I can't imagine because I have had experiences of my own. Um, and that's kind of going to segue into what we're going to do with this episode. So this episode's a little different. So I put a question on to Instagram and I asked the question, have you ever had an experience with a haunting or has your house ever been haunted? Have you ever had any kind of experience with the paranormal? And I got not a ton of responses because I think it's a pretty common thing to not want to talk about it, which I totally understand. When you, I also think you don't want to have them. So you, people like run from them. Yes. Like if they're like, I feel like I'm about to have like a haunting experience. I'm out. I actually had someone reach out to me or respond to me telling me not to talk about this. <laughs> like, don't talk about this subject. Yes. Like someone told me not to do it. Do they say why? Uh, yes, because they feel like talking about it invites these things in, which I kind of agree, but also I feel like I just, a lot of these things feed on fear. I think what my knowledge is they feed on fear. So what good does it do to just brush them under the carpet and pretend they don't exist? I feel like that's almost worse. I think sharing stories makes it go like, oh, you've experienced this. I've experienced this. I'm not crazy. Yeah, exactly. It makes you feel less crazy. Okay, that was real. I feel like that was real. And that's okay. And I lived and they lived and Mm -hmm. we can go on with our lives. I don't, I guess people think it's like bad luck, which I can see. Yeah. And I mean, and I know that there are other cultures too that have their own things. Um, I won't say it in case we do happen to have listeners who are a part of certain cultures, but there are things that they specifically will not talk about. You even bring up the subject and they will be like, nope, I want nothing to do with this. And if you're going to continue talking about this, I will leave. Yeah. And I'm sure you can probably guess what I'm kind of hinting at here. Um, But yeah, so I, I know that beliefs are different with other people. So it is, I just kind of did think that it was interesting that someone told me like, you probably shouldn't talk about this, but I'm like, well, it's my podcast. <laughs> you'll so tell, me, talk about you'll it. tell me who it was off air. Yeah, I will. And they're not going to be upset or offended. And I, I think they do listen. I don't think they're like a religious listener. Like, I mean, when I say religious listener, I mean like they listen every single week, but they do listen. Um, and they're not going to be bothered that we did end up covering it. They might just skip over this episode and that's fine. <laughs> or pray for us. Or, or I don't think they'll pray for us, but who knows? Maybe they will. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I did get a few responses and I got some good stuff. I didn't read through them because I kind of want them to be uh, more of a live reaction, a blind reaction, if you will. Great. So you, ha- you don't know these? No. Other than the ones that I've experienced myself and then... I, my mom wrote one out for me as well to share that I have heard. You know your mom's, okay. Yeah. And then you have one to share. Of my own. Yes. Yes. And then as a little special treat. So here's, I want to give some little context here, which kind of just makes this episode almost feel even more special in a way. So we have a listener who listens all the time and we've mentioned her before. Have we said her name? And did she say she's okay? And she says she uses her name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So her name is Shay. She happened to be in town. She happened to be in town. 
she came over to visit Andrew and Kelsey because she has known them. They go back. Anyway, she was visiting and we were just talking about the episode. And I just asked her, I said, hey, by chance, have you had like any kind of experience with the paranormal with, you know, hauntings or whatever? And she's like, oh, do I or have I? Yes, I have. And I was like, oh, sweet. Well, let's write it down. Like, can you write it down for me and send it to me? Because we're going to watch a movie and then we're going to record, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case. We decided, you know what? She's here. Well, she kind of starts telling us. She's like, well, it's kind of long. And she gave Uh us probably... She kind of wanted to, like, give us a taste of it to see if we wanted wanted to, to, like, use that story. And immediately you're like, like, we need this. We need this. So So we decide, fuck it. Let's just record. Come on, tell your own story. Yeah. So we had Shay. So it's really fun. Like, she's a a listener, an active listener of ours. And, yeah, we recorded her story. We have a little bit of dialogue in there that we, like, questions and stuff that we interject. But it's mostly just her telling her story. So we'll insert that here in a little bit. It's a really long story, and it's a really good one. So I hope you guys are ready. It is a long, good story. Yes. We will let you know when we're going to turn the time over to her. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know. We'll kind of give you a, a little thing. And we also kind of made it part of the fun, and we asked her an unpopular opinion at the end. If so, you're going to speak on the podcast, yeah, you got to give an unpopular yeah, opinion. Yeah, exactly. So should we just jump right into this? Bring them on. All right. Actually, before we get into this, too. A few weeks ago, for our first episode of Spooky Season, I did put another question on Instagram uh, asking, if you are a fan of horror movies, why or why not? My dumbass, for some reason, didn't think to check the actual story post because I thought I would get notifications for responses. I didn't get any notifications, so I thought no one gave a shit, which is funny because I talked about stories and how no one cares about stories and then how we yeah and so i was like oh well great no one cares about stories really so turns out actually you have to go in and look at the actual story post and look at the responses because we had like 15 which makes me really sad because i didn't read any of them so we will we might not do it on this episode because we have a lot to cover but we'll see how we are with time but if not we'll definitely talk about it next week um just to kind of piggyback onto the fascination with horror anyway Let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. So I think I'm just going to jump into it and tell my own personal story and my experience that I've had, which actually stems to me and my brothers. So this is pretty crazy. So this was back when we lived in an apartment house, and the three of us shared a room, because growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so they they did what they had to do. So we all... We lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and the three of us boys shared one room. And Judd and Raya, my brothers, they spent, or they slept in a bunk bed, and I had my own little toddler bed on the other side of the room. How old are you, roughly, for this story? I think I was maybe four or five. Okay, four or five. But this is actually one of my earliest memories, which is also pretty terrible, because this is a fucking scary story. (laughs) So, well, it's scary, especially because I was a child. So I just remember we were all laying in bed and again, I don't, for a long time, I kind of chalked this up to maybe it was sleep paralysis as a kid, but I'll tell you why I don't think it's sleep paralysis. Well, I can prove that it's not sleep paralysis. So we're all just sleeping and I, for some reason, just felt like I needed to wake up or whatever. So I woke up and I could my bed, so my head was against the wall, and then right, if I looked down my bed past my feet was our door to our bedroom. 
And standing in the doorway was like a silhouette of a big man. He's, I mean, he filled up the entire doorway and like his head was almost touching the top. Not human big. No, like he just was a big dude. Like he was probably six, three. Okay. Cause he, his head like almost touched the The top top of the door banister or not banister, but you know what I mean? Like the top of the door frame. And he was very broad. And I just like, remember like just staring at him and he, I couldn't, I can't make out any features. I just knew that it was a man. And I could also tell that he wasn't looking at me. He was looking over at my brother. And I also heard him like whispering my brother's name. And the reason why I'm going to say his name is because it just adds effect. And this is basically just what it was like. It was Raya, Raya, but it was like a deep voice, like demon, like, yeah, demon. mm -hmm. But it was just almost like trying to coax him out of bed. Like out of the room, mm-hmm. like, like just like getting him to to get up and come, you know. Okay, and that was it. I turned over and I pulled my. I'm getting mad goosebumps he, talking about. You're this. like I'm out. Yeah. So I he pulled or I pulled my blankets over my head, and I just remembered falling asleep. I don't even know how, but I just fell asleep. Never said a word about it to anybody. I think I had heard. This is how I know that it's not sleep paralysis, or it wasn't. Well, when you were moving. Huh? Well, you're moving. Yeah, I was moving. So that's A, right there, your damn sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, years later, years and years and years later, we live in the house that we live in now. Okay. Or we're at the house that we live in now. And I was upstairs in my bedroom, and I could hear Raya talking to my mom. And he started talking about this experience that he had. He's like, Mom, do you remember that one time that you know I told you about like that man that was standing in our doorway, and he was calling my name? And so I was like, wait, what? So I like muted the TV because I, I could list or I could hear that happening. I was like, wait, what? And so I muted it and was just listening. And my mom was like, what? Like, I don't, I don't remember what you're talking about. And she was like, or he's like the man that was standing in our doorway and he was calling my name in the middle of the night. And she's like, oh yeah. Well, like, why, why are you thinking about that? And immediately I just got up and went downstairs and I was like, wait, What? And I had him like basically tell me the whole story over again. And I was like, okay, so he saw it, but he didn't, he wasn't moving in his bed. So he probably saw it, heard it and was like, oh, hell no. Fuck I'm that. Blankets over that. <laughs> yeah. Cause he just, he was not moving in his bed. Well, and you guys are pretty close in age. So if you're mm-hmm. four, he's also pretty young. He's eight. If I, if I was four, which I'm pretty sure I was, he's eight. He's yeah. four years older than me. He also young. <laughs> yeah. A little kid. And my other brother, Judd, was downstairs watching TV. The next thing I know, I hear that TV mute or turn off or whatever. And he comes upstairs and he's like, uh, okay, because I saw that too. And I've never talked about it thinking it was just a dream. All three of us saw it. So yeah, that's pretty wild. (laughs) That's freaky. Now I have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, they could have happened on different nights, and you all saw them at different nights, could have. which means it came back multiple but times. I only ever recall it happening once. Yeah, but what if you were asleep at a different time? Like, you True. didn't actually wake up. And I just up. slept through it. Yeah, and Raya woke up, or Judd woke up. Mm-hmm. And, like, we all just happened to wake up, but the fact that this thing, or whatever it was, for whatever reason, was trying to get Raya out of bed. And I wonder why Raya. I don't know. He is special needs, and therefore i feel like they're just they're more innocent just by nature and more 
impressionable, I guess. I don't really know. It may be easier to coax out of bed. I have no idea. I couldn't answer that. But that would be my theory is that he's just like a bit more innocent than anybody else will ever be. Interesting. I mean, and I guess like, what's the end game? Cause like, I, I've heard similar stories like this, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what does like, cause you don't hear about people getting killed by demons. Right. I don't know. So do they just like fuck with them and then send them back? Like that, I don't get or it. Maybe he was trying to look for a vessel. I don't know. all of it is creepy like i don't i don't know like i mean maybe they all have different like goals like i guess i'm more wondering like you probably have no idea but like what is his like why is he going after? like why was he trying to go after raya Mm -hmm. that night yeah i don't know and the fact that all three of us saw the same thing yeah whether you you make a good point maybe they looked like they weren't moving because they were asleep and i just saw it and maybe it was three different times that he or it came or twice yeah he came more than that who knows but yeah, it was very strange and none of us talked about it until we were all like much older and we're like, okay, that's not okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it hasn't happened since. That's not sleep paralysis. I mean, two things. One, you're moving mm-hmm. and you can't move. Yeah. Which is part of the scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, two other people experience the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. That's crazy that you're Raya's describing it and you're like, huh? And you go down and you're like, wait a second. And then he's talking about it again. And then your other brother's like, wait a second. What the fuck are they talking about up there? Yeah. I got to go. Yeah. It was. What did your mom do? She just like, didn't really know what to say. Cause she also has had some experiences of her own. And my mom's family, again, this is totally what you may or may not believe, but my mom's family has always just been a bit more sensitive to those kinds of things. Like, I guess you could say they're a little bit more in tune. I don't really know, but like my grandpa or my mom's grandpa, my mom always just said that he always just like knew things like just things that no one else would know, but he just, he just knew things all the time and like would like advise people against doing certain things if he didn't feel right about it. So my grandpa's the same way. Really? He all I mean, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Like he would just be like, nope. Like he met my brother. My brother was dating this girl. They were dating for like a year and a half. He met her for five minutes. He went, you're not marrying her. And then uh, I'll tell you a different one off air. Okay. About him. But yeah, like you, you kind of understand. And like so, they just know. Yeah. yeah. And my grandma, my mom's mom is, so his daughter is the same way. Like, so much so to the point where, like, if we're getting ready to go on a family trip and she says that she doesn't have a good feeling about it and you guys shouldn't go, we don't go. Okay. Like, that's how serious it is. So, if, if we're It doesn't getting, happen often, but if, there have been times where she's like, yeah, you, mm, I don't think you should drive to Salt Lake today. And there's, like, a massive pileup on the freeway. Dude, my grandma Brown is like that. Yeah. It's it was. weird. And I she don't, was just like, we're not going on this trip. And then there'll be, like, an earthquake. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so strange. And I don't know intuition whatever you want to call it whatever you believe i don't know and it kind of passed into my mom as well and it kind of passed into me but i think in different ways like i think mine i I don't again i don't really know what you want to call it but like i feel people out very very easily and i am very empathetic is that word empathic empathetic Empathetic. you got it um yeah so i feel emotions of other people very 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 easily 
And so that's why it's really hard for me to be around people who are angry all the time or really negative because I take those emotions on and it, it's just not good for me. Um, so I don't know, again, believe what you ought to believe, but I, yeah. So we've, they've all had a lot of experiences in their life. And do you think it's cause I don't want to say choose to, that's the wrong word, but they are, I mean, maybe choose, but they choose to be more open to spiritual experiences where someone like me, I'm like, I can tell you you that I've never like willingly chosen to do it, but it just happens. I also feel like when I walk into a house, if there is some kind of other presence there, I always know like immediately off the bat. I know I have a friend that I go over to their house for game nights. Occasionally there is 1 million percent something in that house. And I don't think it's a bad something, but there is something else that's not that family that is living in that house. I do. Do you feel like houses can move on from it though? Cause I yes don't know. Yeah. Cause I think you can cleanse a house. Like, cause when we moved here, this house, I didn't feel like there was something here. It felt empty. Like hollow. Actually when, yes. So when I first came over to this house, I think the first time we came over was for the Christmas party, right? Probably. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing. Like you guys still, like you lived here, all of your stuff was here, but there was something about the house. It just didn't feel like yours. And I was like, this feels like I'm walking into an empty home still, but like, yes, their stuff is here. Like, and they're living here. Their dogs are here. There's a a presence here, but this house just feels like I'm looking at like an uninhabited home. Yeah. It was weird. And I think honestly, it's because it was, it was dormant for two, almost two years. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's the thing I do believe i genuinely believe that homes can harbor energy but now if doesn't but now i do not get that feeling at all but i would say for the first three-ish months that we lived here it felt exactly how you're like like there's stuff here Mm -hmm. like my stuff is here like i'm looking at my stuff but i feel i just felt hollow yeah i don't know it was weird and I, i the feeling felt more intense when you go into your storage room back here Oh yeah, that room. But it could just be because that room's like unfinished and it's a little bit spooky in there. And maybe that's just like your mind kind of playing games. I I will. When you walk into that room, it it just felt way more intense. Now it's not even a problem. I can walk back there because you have an extra fridge. Like it's not a problem at all. And I put different lights in there because I only had one light bulb in the thing. So it was like Mm -hmm. also dark, which makes it even worse. Yeah. And I put like some like super bright garage LED lights. Uh, Not because I was scared of the dark, but I was like, that's our storage room. I want yeah, to see the shit I'm trying well to get to. It. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be well lit. There's a lot of stuff back there. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I remember when I first walked in here, it did. It felt empty. But it yeah. was like you were living in it and you had been for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange. Anyway, let's jump into the next story. So this one, my mom wrote this one out. And this one is all a little spooky. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of spooky, I think. Yours kind of freaked me out because... Demons by kids kind of freak me out. Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the most. Well, and kids also, you should never discredit your kids if they say that they see things like this. Don't just brush that shit under the rug. Kids know things, but and it, they see things that are that we don't. It's also hard to know. It, it is hard because like, kids are also super. They have hyperactive imagination. They have, a, and kids also lie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I, mean, I don't think kind of use your judgment, but. I don't think they always don't, lie. Don't always just discredit what your kids say or any child for that matter. Okay. So this next story is from my mom and she was more than okay for me sharing this story. So she wrote it all out for me. So she was 16 at the time. 
living in her home. Pretty sure she was at the home that my grandparents live in now. So it's in Provo. Okay. She might have been. Yeah, pretty sure it was in Provo. Because I think she left Henderson when she was 14. Not sure. Pretty sure it's in Provo. Anyway, so she said she was sound asleep and was woken out of a dead sleep. Now, on her front door, there were bells on the door. Like, I think they were just hanging on the doorknob. Like Christmas time bells type things? Or just like any kind of bell, like a decorative bell. My grandma always kind of had a thing for bells. Still okay. has. Like, there's, she has a lot of bells around her house, which... I don't know. There are a lot of them are antique, and she loves antiques. And bells, like, they're just cool. They're kind of antique-y. Yeah. So she was laying in bed, and she heard the bells on her front door open. It's in the middle of the night, so that's weird. Because her parents don't get up and open the door. This makes me think of Christmas Carol. Christmas so Carol? Far, well, when the, probably won't. You know how, like, the bells start ringing for the first ghost that comes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think – I kind of imagine them not like a cattle bell, but, like – a more dense bell that are hanging on the front door. If I know my grandma, I'm pretty sure they're like the big round ones. Okay. Um, not sleigh bells, not like happy bells. And they're just going wild. Yeah. So she heard the bells that were on the front door and she said the moment they came inside, she knew exactly what they were. Um, and she felt their presence coming down the hall. Her bedroom was all the way down at the end of the hall. Uh, and it was to the right. So, and the hallway is like a pretty good walk from the front door. Like, so you walk into the living room and then immediately, for, sorry, this is if you're walking into the front door, you can see the hallway entrance on the right hand side. And then you go down the hallway and the hallway is decently long. So she could hear them or feel them coming down the hall. And she said it was one of the worst feelings she had ever felt in her life. Just by them. Just being like there. probably darkness. I'm assuming. Yeah. Also not sleep paralysis because she was moving because she pulled the covers up and over her face to cover her face, <laughs> which is, which is so strange. Like, right. Like why is that such a security for kids to cover your, your face with your blankets? Even like me you, as an adult, when I'm covered with a blanket, I feel way more secure. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Strange. It's like a safe haven. I don't know. Um, let's see. So she pulled the covers up over or to cover her face, and then she felt one on the left side of her bed, and then she felt one walk around her bed to the right side of her. Um, and then she said that she tried screaming for her mom, but nothing would come out, and she tried several times. So that, to me, like was like, oh, well, maybe it was sleep paralysis, or paralysis, but it wasn't because she moved to pull her covers over her head. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then she describes them as dogs. So two large dogs. So she didn't get a good look at him or she didn't look at him at all because she was covering her face, but she knew that they were dogs. And she said, one of the dogs went to the end of her bed and then put its front paws on the bed. And she felt the bed depress from the pressure of the weight of the dog. And she said, again, it was just the most horrible feeling. She felt like it was just evil, whatever it was. And she has never been so scared in her entire life. Um, Okay, I'm going to transition into like her telling the story because it's just easier that way. I tried calling for my mom again and nothing came out. The dogs left and I felt them leave. Their presence was so strong. After I knew they had gone, I laid in bed for a few minutes and got up and was going to my mom or ran into my mom's room and she had gotten up to drink or to get a drink of water and I started screaming and crying. She had to hold me for a long time. Granted, she's 16. That's so pretty old. That's pretty old. It's not like an eight-year-old having night terrors. Yeah. She had to hold me for a long time. And she talked over my head to my dad and had said, gosh, she's shaking so badly. She's so scared. And then she tried telling them what happened. And then, um, or well, she told my mom 
or her mom, what happened and said, my mom had to sleep with me for two nights and I slept with a Bible by my bed for a long time after that. Um, and then she said, my mom explained to me that sometimes when people make bad decisions or do bad things, it often invites unwelcome spirits into our lives. Um, I'm not going to go into detail what she was doing, but my mom was basically just being an unruly teenager, doing things and getting involved in things that she probably definitely shouldn't have been. Um, and then she figured her mom was just trying to scare her into being a good teenager. (laughs) And as she grew older, she says it makes perfect sense because, and then she says now without a doubt, she believes that what came into her room were hellhounds. Which, that's pretty intense, because hellhounds, like, if you know what hellhounds are, if a hellhound is visiting you, that's not good. <laughs> that's, like, you're kind of on the end of your days there, isn't that? Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because if they do exist, which, you know, it sounds like maybe they do, who knows? But, like, also, why dogs? Why would dogs appear? You know, there's stories and testaments written of hellhounds, you know? The, I don't know. The one thing that I always find interesting with these stories is everyone covers their face with blankets. Yep. So they never get a good look, but they also always know what it is. Yeah. So she, without even looking at it for all she knew, someone could have stood on the end of her bed, but she knew for a fact that they were dogs of some like the fact that she's like, no, it was that not Mm -hmm. a person. Like she is going, Nope. I know it was in my room, even though her blanket was covered. And it's just odd to me. Mm -hmm. Like that makes it creepier. Yeah. Just not not having a sight of what it is that's going on around you, but you know exactly what it is. Yes. It's very scary. I also do feel like children, like 18, I feel like up to 18, you're more susceptible to things like this because it might be like you were saying earlier with Raya, like you're more impressionable. Mm-hmm. And so... And you're more vulnerable. You're an easier well, target. And I do believe that when if you are aren't doing good things granted i don't necessarily think the things my mom said she was doing were like grounds for inviting demon dogs into your room (laughs) but i mean i don't know i do think that when you are not living your life in like the best way i also think that kind of is like an open invite for some things yeah i can see a lot of negative energy just bad things all right if you put good out there good comes Uh uh-huh put bad out there you can't expect good to come. Hell dogs are going to show up in your bedroom. Yeah, maybe. So stop cutting people off and flipping them off. Yep. Who knows? All right. So this next one, actually, the next two stories that I'm going to read are from two of my friends. Both are the name, have the name of Kyle. So this is Kyle number one. Kyle number one. Um, just to give a little context, these stories actually took place in one of his friends' home. So not, and I actually, well, I guess I should say our friend. He's our mutual friend. And it was his house. And I even remember, like, in grade school, like, they would talk about his house. And, like, they didn't always love going over there because they just... I even had heard things just through the grapevine that his house was haunted. So, other person's house was just yeah creepy. Dude, we had a house in our neighborhood that, like... Just gave off weird vibes. Even just walking by. Yeah. See, like, I swear, I, th- I just got goosebumps just thinking about that. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. And the house was always for sale Mm -hmm. and like five couples moved in. They all got divorced within three months of living in the home. Like weird shit happened to that. Like that is crazy. It was always for sale. I I truly do believe that homes can harbor bad shit. Like if if bad things happen in a home, you got to make sure that you cleanse that shit or just avoid it. Cause 
it's hard to get that out. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So this is Kyle number one. So we were in the ground floor of my buddy's house. We were playing video games pretty late at night around 2 to 2.30 a.m. when we hear someone walking around upstairs. We turn the game off and listen because clearly we aren't supposed to be up at that time. So maybe they assumed that it was parents coming down. Yeah. So turn it off. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. As we listened, we heard someone walking downstairs slowly. Um, so from the top floor of the house, when you want to head to the ground floor, you have to walk down a set of stairs and then arrive at the front door. And from there, you have to go down another set of stairs. It's like probably split entry. Uh-huh. When someone walks down the last set, you can clearly see who the person is from the hallway and my buddy's room, except when the person, they put in quotes, got to the last step, there was nobody standing there. No one ever went back up, like went back up the stairs. They just looked and they were gone. So that's the first story. So the second one. Um, whenever I would spend the night, it would al- it always felt like someone was watching me from the corner of the room. It was very creepy, and I thought I was alone until my buddy and his brother said something. So then this leads into this next story. Um, I'm not going to use their names, but a friend and I were only were the only ones home. We were talking downstairs in his room when we took down or we looked down the hall, and the bathroom light is on. I asked him if he had turned it on before I got there, but he said no. Didn't think anything of it really from it, and then we heard a thud noise coming from the bathroom. I look at friend and say it's probably the wind and it blew one of the shampoo bottles down because the window in the bathroom is right next to the shelf where they kept the shampoo. We don't walk down there to check. We stay where we were and talked. A few minutes pass on and later we hear another loud thud. At this point, we are both freaked out and we slowly start walking to the bathroom. When we get there, the window is completely closed and all of the shampoo bottles, about 10 to 15 of them, were all at the bottom of the shower. Ugh, I hate that. Uh, we both ran out of the house. <laughs> and uh, A friend has told me that the water has randomly turned on before while he was home alone as well. And then another story. So he's given us some juicy stuff from this house. I've never been in this house. And I'm kind of bummed that I haven't. But also, Can maybe it's a good thing I haven't been in that house. But I would like to just go in just to see if that's the, you know, if that's the case. All right, so one night, um, the friend's mom was home alone and heard someone walking around the kitchen upstairs at about 1.30 a.m. and thought it was one of the brothers. Um, the walking noise stopped, and she said the next thing she knows, she hears a whisper. I haven't read this. This is yucky. <laughs> so she hears a whisper right next to her ear and said her name, and no one was there. Oh, though, that is so gross. I hate that. I hate Feeling like you hear your name. Ooh, yeah. Dude, I was at the Utah game last night, and I could swear I heard someone say, Andrew. I Okay, so I don't know what that is, because maybe because through our lives, our long lives, and so many people calling us by name, maybe if it's just like a a thing that we hear, kind of like when your phone's in your pocket and like you phantom like, vibrates, yeah. maybe that's kind of the same phenomenon that's happening. I wonder if there is phantom... Like, hearing your name? Yeah, or... I mean, I was at a crowd of 50,000 people, so there could have been an Andrew and someone was, like, saying Andrew, like, Andrew, to, like, his friend. But, like, you just heard but, it. And I was far bit. enough away that it kind of sounded just, like, kind of come, like. Uh-huh. But, like, there have been times where I've been very much alone, and I it sounds like someone is saying my name behind me or, like, down the hall or in another, another, another bedroom. Again, I don't know if it's just 
because we've heard it so much, it just kind of gets ingrained in our head. It's a very interesting thing. And I'd like to talk to like a, a brain it, specialist. It could like be that's both. something that happens. Like, it, I mean, the, the reality is like this kind of stuff, it could be both. Uh-huh. Like sometimes it could be a freaking demon woman, or sometimes uh-huh. it could just be that you're freaking yourself out because you're tired. Or it could be a loved one. Or it could be a loved one. Yeah. Like there's just because you have experience doesn't always mean it's bad. Right. So, and you'll hear that with Shay's experience or Shay's story. Yeah, that's true. She's got a mixture of all of it in there. It's a, that's a whole. Yeah. So that is all of Kyle. Number one stories. Kyle. He said that he has more, but he only gave us those few. We're going to hold off on. I don't want to hear any more of Kyle. Number one. (laughs) I, dude, I got goosebumps. I was like, yeah, that I didn't want. I next, I don't Kyle. Number one, hearing the whisper in the name thing. I can only imagine like her just standing there and like, for whatever reason, I'm picturing her hair down and like her hair like slightly moves because it's like the breath of. You know also, I mean? why why do people go into that house? Into the friend's house? Yes. What do you mean? They live there. Yeah. Why? What's <laughs> their home? It's a really nice house, actually. It's pretty close to mine. It's like a five minute drive from my house. Not nice house. If yeah. shampoo bottles are getting knocked no, off, it really is. It's a nice home. A lot yeah. of yard. It's it's really nice. Maybe they house. should live in it because that yeah. would probably be less scary. I don't know if they still live there. I think they do, but last I heard they did. All right. We're going to jump into Kyle number two. And this is a long story, too. And I did not read this at all. I'd read a little bit of Kyle's when I was like, or Kyle number one. And then I thought, nah, I'm just going to. On not, air it. Yeah, we'll read them on air. Okay, let's go. This Is, is this your last one you have? Last one. Okay, good. Because I'm getting. Yeah, a little spooky. I'm My like, hands are getting cold, and yeah. It's a, it's you're also holding your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this hand is not, and it's like on my leg, and it's still freezing. Ooh, I don't like it. All right. Cod number two. So, oh, has happened on his mission. And I'm oh. sorry. I have heard several stories of people and their experiences on their mission. There is some scary shit that has happened on people's missions. Dude. I know some LDS mission we're talking here. I got, man, I should have actually reached out to some people because there was a couple people that I knew that had some good stories. I don't remember enough details to share them, but man, Mm -hmm. I should try to find them and get them. Um, Does he say where he goes? I, where he served? Yeah. I am not sure. I don't think so. Okay. Not important to the story, but Mm. more just curious, you know? Yeah. Um, so his happened on his mission. Uh, I was talking to my companion and that day I had asked him if he ever had any experience with the supernatural or ghosts or anything like that. Okay. That's just bad. At that point I wasn't, I wasn't a non-believer, but I was a slight skeptic of these things because I'd never have any sort of experience with them. He said that he'd had an experience with one before. And then he was like, before I tell you about it, I just want you to know that in my experience, it's when you talk about things like this, that it opens it to your life for them to happen to you. So a lot of people believe that like the one person who told me that maybe it's not a good idea to talk about it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so he said, do you still want to talk about it? And so of course he said, yes. And then he's a skeptic. Yeah. And he's a skeptic. He's like, like, just tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And they're young, young men. So yeah. Anyway, he tells me his story and I really don't even remember, remember it because of what happened a few days later. So we were asleep and the way, oh, so he's not even telling us the story of the, the companion. He's now just jumping right into what his happened own. to him. He remembers asking him and the guy saying, the story, are you yeah. sure? And then a few days later, something else happens. I would okay. be curious to know where he served though. I can probably find it on his Instagram page somewhere, but 
whatever. Um, let's see. So we were asleep and the way the room was set up from my bed was that my companion's bed was on my left side. And when I was laying down and then the, uh, and then the door to our room was on the other side of his bed from me. So the actual experience starts here. Like I said, it was maybe three or four days later. And I remember snapping awake in the middle of the night. Like I was up, no doubt about it in my mind, but I felt super dark. Like there was something there specifically. It felt like the darkness was coming from the other side of the door to our bedroom. I remember feeling absolutely terrified. I was so scared that I was actually just going to wake my comp up, my companion. Um, I was laying on my right side, so I needed to roll over in order to see him. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) No, this is giving me already. Yeah. As soon as I tried to roll over, though, I couldn't. Oh, God. I know where this is going. I put every ounce of my being into trying to roll over, and my body would not budge. It felt like I was being held there as soon as I tried to roll over. At this point, I was pretty much losing my shit, so I just tried yelling. I remember opening my mouth and then nothing. I couldn't even make a squeak. It was the most terrifying feeling I've ever experienced. I was helpless there in my bed, feeling like someone or something was holding me down on my right side, and that it almost felt like it was grabbing my vocal cords so I couldn't make any noise. I remember being like that for about an hour. Now, Sleep paralysis, and the times that I've experienced it and the times that I know of it, it's never lasted that long. Mine have lasted this long. Yours has lasted this I long? I have learned since... Well, finish on the story, and then I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, he remembers being like that for about an hour until finally, out of exhaustion, he just accepted it and tried to sleep again. The next morning when I woke up, I fell... Or I asked my companion how he slept, and he said that he had some pretty bad dreams. I honestly don't want to talk to him about any of it, though, because now I was thinking, yeah, you know, maybe he's right. And the more we talk about it, the more we open up our lives to this stuff. So I just tried to move on. Oh, just tried means there's a round two. Yeah. And there's still plenty of text left. A few nights later, though, pretty much the exact same thing happened, except this time I was laying on my back. I have also noticed that when it's when you're on your back is when it shit happens and it's bad. Again, could be sleep paralysis, but let's keep going. And this time, it felt like the dark force was inside the room with us instead of outside on the other side of the door. Specifically, it felt like it was hovering directly over my companion. When I woke up this time, I couldn't open my left eye, no matter how hard I tried. You might think that's weird, but remember how my companion's bed was on the left side of mine? Well, yeah, that made it so I couldn't see him at all, and I could see, and I also could see where it felt like the darkness was coming from. I remember I could move my right eye and look wherever I wanted, but I was pinned again and I couldn't make a noise. That's the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. If it was just the one time, I think I might have chalked it up to a crazy vivid dream, but both of those times, I don't know. I've never had another experience like that. Like I can specifically remember trying to move and some muscles worked, but the other, but others were just on lockdown. Seems too crazy to be something that would happen in a dream. Okay. That's the end of that story. All right, Kyle, number two. So the more he talked about it, the more it started to sound like sleep paralysis. I'm, I, I'm, if he didn't have sleep paralysis, um, that's basically what sleep paralysis is. Yeah. So if he had a different experience and he's ever going like, I wonder what sleep paralysis is like, you just described it. So maybe you, what, like you, you had a different situation, but Uh you had the same outcome was as sleep paralysis and it was just really shitty timing and it was really shitty time. i mean no i don't necessarily believe it was like shitty timing like no meaning shitty timing that 
he asked his companion about that story. And then his companion said, just so you know, we don't talk about these things because of X, Y, and Z. And oh, then yeah. he then experienced this days later. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like he, he might not have ex- like, he might not have experienced sleep paralysis, but if he's ever wondering what sleep paralysis feels like, mm-hmm. he can just relate to that. And that's what it's that's like. Similar. Yeah. Cause so for me, it's, um, it's interesting too. Cause he says, I just accept my fate and go back to sleep in the first time. Yeah. That is actually, so I used to have sleep paralysis happen, I would say once a week. Mm-hmm. And the first like five or six times, it was like, I'm going to fight. Like, I'm going to get out of bed. Like I couldn't move. I'm like doing everything I can, you know, and like I'm put all my energy to like roll over. Right. Yeah. Or say something and I couldn't. And then, and it, it's so scary. But then what started happening was I would realize like I, I would understand like okay you're having like I would call it in my head I was like you're having an episode because I didn't know what else to call it right and so I would like call myself down enough to go to sleep and like I learned how to like calm myself down after probably the I don't know 40 or 50th time mm-hmm. like because it happened so often for me which is terrible because I like I said it's only happened to me twice and it was such a yucky feeling that I got from it that I never want to experience that. Nor can I imagine going through that that many times. Oh, it's not fun. And it's, I would say most of the time, it's actually, for me anyways, it was the same situation happening mm-hmm. over and over. That's interesting because mine, my two experiences were very, very different. First one was actually it happened while I was taking a nap on my lunch break, but I went down to the break room, like not a break room. There was a conference room down below that was very rarely used, but they had really comfy couches down there. So I went down to take a nap on my lunch break and that's where that one happened. And then the second one happened like probably two years ago. So I'm very much into my adult life, very aware of things going on. And yeah, that was when shit like that one was way worse. It was really bad. Like, how Kyle was explaining that he felt like he was being pinned. Like I like actually felt things happening to my body. And so, yeah, like I kind of want to jump into it, but I also maybe think we should just do an episode on sleep paralysis. I think we should do an episode on sleep paralysis and restless head syndrome. Okay. Cause I also have that. I got some fucked up. Yeah. Maybe we'll just save it then. Andrew. That's a a creepy ass fucking experience, man. Both of them really are kind of creepy. Andrew sleep. Oh, and we can also talk about night terrors. Mm -hmm. We can kind of do the whole thing. Just kind of like sleep stuff. Yeah. Cause my little sister had sleep terrors growing up and our Mm -hmm. bedrooms touched and I would have to, I would go in and there was a time where I had to literally drag her back into her room because Mm -hmm. she was like running down and I thought she was going to like hurt herself bad. Yeah. I had to pull her back in. Yeah, my mom actually had a night terror the other, or like a few weeks ago, and I had never heard anyone in my family have one, but she just started screaming in her sleep. And it, like, I was playing, I was I watching a show? I think I was watching a show because I heard it. And so I paused it and I just was listening and she like started screaming. So I ran out of my bedroom. I was like, what? And then she like kind of woke up and she's like, what was I screaming? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I just had a really bad dream. <laughs> and I was like, okay, as long as you're not like dying like you know is weird yeah dude but yeah we probably scary. have to shave it or save it for shave it yeah we'll shave it now we'll save it for a different episode i think that'd be a fun one to talk about those are freaky those stories yeah, you shared those are some good stories some good kyle stories. number one and kyle number two man i would say 
Fuck those like stories. Like yeah. I don't know they, a better. They all sound sound so so scary. And like I said, like I don't. I have a hard time deciding what I believe in. Uh huh. But they all feel so real. I, and I, I know didn't... what I believe in. So yeah. I I fully believe both of these stories. Oh, all I all of them because Kyle number one told us several. I um, believe everything they experienced, like they experienced and felt. Like yeah, they felt I know all of for that. a fact that the whole thing with Kyle's Kyle number one in the friend's house is real because I've heard so many people talk about that yeah, house. That's creepy. Yeah. Just bulldoze it, mm-hmm. build a new home, start over. Seriously, or something. Just leave. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think what's I, that? I don't know. I think like Oh Jesus. Oh my god, that scared the shit, shit out of me. me. I didn't know he was He was like laying right outside the door. Yes. Ugh. Wow. Way to go, dog. I don't know what I believe, like, in stuff, but, man, I hope all of you people that have had those experiences... Don't have to experience Don't again. have to experience those again, and if you do, I hope you <laughs> can wish you best of luck. Know. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's like, really nothing you can say. Yeah, I don't know. Take time, sing a hymn. That's what I was taught mm-hmm. growing up. If you sing a hymn, they go away. Maybe. I've never tried that, but I'm also not a hymn singer, so... No, neither am I. <laughs> Which is why I never tried with the sleep paralysis. Yeah. Maybe I should have. Maybe. Who knows? All right. So now we're going to insert. We're going to have a real long episode today. We already warned you guys for that. But now is about time, I think, where we're going to insert Shay's story. Yes. It's about 45 minutes. And so, then- But it's a good story. It's a really good story. Very interesting. Very uh, goosebumpy. It's It's a good one. So we're going to invite her onto the culture couch. Yes. She's going to sit down introduce herself, tell her story. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to come back and give our unpopular opinions and wrap up. Yep. We will do exactly that. Okay. So my dad used to be a cop in California, like Southern California, this little town called Blythe right outside of Arizona. It's like the grossest, the grossest place in the middle of the desert. It, ugh, it's so gross. I hated going there. But anyways, the reason I am telling this um, is because he used to be, like I said, he used to be a cop. We lived in Arizona, but he worked in California at the time. So he had this place that he would stay called a flop house, which basically is like you live out of state or you live far away and you need somewhere to uh, like sleep when you're not working. So he had this flop house and it always gave us like a really – like gross feeling when we go over as a family and we we never knew why and we found out later uh probably about five years ago so it's been 15 years um since the experience started was in his town there there used to be a lot of like mexican cartel members and they were just you know kind of terrible people and they used to do really bad shit to the cops there you're not supposed to take gifts that mexican cartel members give you home it's like a big no-no in the correctional uh lifestyle or like job and so one of the cartel members took all of their tinfoil for like the week it's kind of weird but they made like this picture frame that was like triangles i like very vividly remember it it was like very shiny and silver and he gave it to my dad and my dad being my dad loved the guy was just like, oh, okay, like I'm gonna take this home and I'm gonna put my wedding photo inside of it. But he didn't take it immediately to our house in Arizona. He took it to this flop house. And after he took it there, weird stuff started happening. Like 
kitchen uh, cabinets were opening when my brother was there and people were walking on the ceiling, just like odd stuff. We thought it was just the house because it was in a really weird area. We thought that for probably about five years until my dad brought the picture frame home. Mind you, we kept it in like this like U-Haul box in the garage, like just stored away. We never thought about it. But like really soon after he brought it home, weird stuff started happening. I I would say I'm like a little mm, paranormally sensitive, if that's a word. But like I, I just get like a, a feeling when things are happening. And I've always been able to pick up on it really, really quickly. So we, we'd had it in our house for probably about a year or two years. Some life stuff happened just in our family. We had to move a few times. And we had to go from owning a house to renting this little like 1600 square foot house. That's not important, but just like, I remember moving in and just being so grumpy. And I I was like 15 years old. I had my two little brothers. I had to watch them while we were moving in. And I very vividly remember standing in my parents' bedroom or what would be their bedroom and just getting like this, oh, I'm getting like chills now thinking about it. Just getting like this like uh, feeling like somebody's watching me and not a good watching like, oh, this is going to sound terrible. Like a family member died and is like watching over you and making sure you're safe. It was this just like a feeling of like dread. Ugh, it was, yeah, (laughs) I feel gross thinking about it now. Um, But we were in and out of the house all day. Like I said, I was there with two little kids. I was like super young, didn't have a cell phone. So when my family came over with another load, I told my parents, I was like, hey, this house like gives me like kind of the heebie-jeebies. I don't know what it is, but like I I very specifically do not like being here. And it was kind of unfortunate because we lived there. And my mom was like, oh yeah, no, like that makes sense. We found out the day before we moved in. But the reason the previous homeowner was moving out was because her husband had died in the house and she didn't want to be there anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, well, like that's not great, but at least it was a husband and it wasn't like some murder suicide, like something crazy. It was just like somebody happened to pass away. So about a year passed and my life just got difficult. Like not to go into like the the depths of it, but just, you know, stuff happened. I was a teenager. It was high school. Life was really hard. And I ended up dropping out of high school my sophomore year. And kind of around that same time, probably about a month prior to me dropping out, I couldn't sleep. And I was just feeling like every single night somebody was staring at me from the corner of my room. Given I had like horrible depression at this time. So not sleeping as a 15 year old, like wasn't very weird to my parents. It was just like, oh, this girl's going through some stuff. We're all going through some stuff. Let's move on from it. So about the time I dropped out, I started getting really, really bad night terrors. And I had like, my my room was basically like a box. So I moved my bed from one side of the room to the other because I just felt like in the corner where my door was, I felt like somebody was staring at me. About that same time, just a lot was going on. My parents took off the door because that's what you do when your teenage daughter is being sassy. They take off the door to your bedroom. And right about that time, probably like a, within a week or two of the door being taken off, I got really, really bad. I think it's called, oh, I'm going to mess it up. I think it's called like night paralysis where you paralysis. sleep paralysis. I got really bad sleep paralysis where I would wake up in the middle of the night specifically feeling like something was on my chest and grabbing my feet and I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. It, it was just like the worst thing as a 15 year old to be going through. And so I, I woke up feeling like something was around me and I looked up and I saw this like 
shadow of a woman in like a nightgown with like a knife in my corner. And I was like, that's weird. I got some weird ass dreams. Like I, I ate chocolate. That's okay. That's my bad. Eating chocolate. Don't do that before bedtime. So like a few nights went on and it kept on happening. And finally I was just like, okay, I'm just going to close my eyes. I remembered my mom telling me something because I, I grew up LDS. Like, okay, if there's ever like something following you or just like a bad feeling, if you say something along the lines of like, in the name of Jesus Christ, like get out of my house or something like that, like it'll leave. So about the same time, still dropping, like still out of high school, just really rough time in my life. I'm sleeping during the day and I'm wide awake during night just because I I felt like something was just staring at me. Move my bed again, because that's going to help me. Just keep on moving my bed around this tiny room. Oh, I just, sorry. It's like the, the, like the feeling comes back and I just hated it because it was just a terrible time. But I opened my eyes one night and I looked at the corner of my room and there was an old man standing there. And it was the woman's husband who had died. And I was like, okay, he doesn't seem as scary as the woman with the knife. He just seems like very calm, just like standing there as a presence. I know this like this next part isn't paranormal, but like basically I still had like terrible sleep things going on. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I could see a demon grabbing my feet and pulling me towards the door and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk. And it was like I was getting pulled into the depths of hell. And then there was just like this this old man who just happened to die, just like chilling in the corner. Sorry, that was a lot. So basically we kept on moving. I apologize. Please maybe edit that out. (laughs) That was a lot. So we moved to like another few houses. I've lived in like 23 different houses and I'm 24. So like a, a lot of different moving. Always just like scary feelings. We'd move from like Arizona. I this isn't important, but I ended up going back to high school. I graduated. I'm a fine, fully able adult at this point in my life, but we'd moved from Arizona to Utah and now we had houses with basements. And the same thing kind of happened in three houses is I never felt okay alone. And I was just always like on edge. And like, if my family was leaving, I was like, okay, bye. going to go up the Canyon in my car. I'm out. So I had a surgery done and I had to be home alone because my family decided to go to Moab without me. You know, that's what happens. Sick. Uh, yeah, super nice. Loved that for myself. So I'm home like super high on pain meds. I do not take medicine very well. No, no, no. This, no, this isn't this. No, I had to get like, I think like my tonsils removed because I was getting sick like so, so bad. I couldn't speak. It was horrible. So I'm like laying in my parents' house in their second story in cute little town in Utah. And I hear a toy car going up and down the hallway. And I'm like, yo, I'm high as shit right now. Like I, I'm just like in my head. It's fine. I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I am on, what is it like Percocet or something? Like I'm flying right now. And so I heard that and I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna go to bed. Just, it's going to be fine. So then I woke up to hearing the door, which is like, Technically down the hall from my room, but it's like outside. So it's literally like four inches from my head, like very, very close. I can hear it opening and shutting and like blinds being rustled. And I knew for a fact everything was closed because my dad was a cop. And so like the windows were locked. Everything in the house was locked. And I was just like, cool, cool, cool. And so that time it didn't feel scary. It was just like, there is a kid in this house with me and it's not a person. 
So yeah, like that one wasn't scary. It just like happened. And we found out later from that neighborhood that there, it sounds so weird. I understand. But my neighbors called it like a portal. So there is a portal in this one house. This, this is a terrible story. But in my neighborhood, about 20 years ago, there is this father who killed himself and his children on our street and it opened like a portal. And so like the kids would walk between everybody's houses which is why I was hearing like a toy car, like going up and down the wood floors because the kids were just playing, like having a good time with my little brother's toys. So I guess, sorry, I'll wrap this up. I'll <laughs> just, this is way too long. So kind of like where, I guess I can't think of the right phrase, but like it came to a head was my going back to like that original house where I was like, yo, something's off. This is gross. Every time I told my parents about it, they kind of like shrugged me off. Like a new house, like, okay, Shay's saying that there's ghosts in here. Like she's just a dramatic teenager. And kind of going forward to every single house, they'd realize, oh, maybe Shay isn't being a dramatic teenager. Like we're actually believing her. At the first house, like my dad did see something walking in between the blinds. And so he's like, okay, there is definitely something going on. I believe my daughter, some shit's happening. We just can't actually like track down to where it is. So... Let's see, fast forward, Andrew knows me at this point, we'd work together, I am like 20, I I was 21 years old because we had gone to a bar for my birthday. So I am 21 at this point, Um, like six years of my life have passed since, or seven years of my life has passed since like the first paranormal-ish activity. My parents had moved for about the millionth time in their life, they are living in, uh, can I say the town name? Okay, so they're living in American Fork, uh, Utah. It's this just tiny little town. I guess it's kind of big now. Um, But they're living in a house that's probably like 60 years old. They bought it because they, I love them, but they make poor choices when it comes to housing. Um, And they bought it just on like on a whim. And an important little note here is that it directly backs the American Fork Cemetery. Um, So there's like their backyard and a fence, a road that like drives you through the cemetery and then the cemetery. And I saw that and I was like, this isn't cool. I had to move back home with them because I was actually finishing living with Andrew and Kelsey. And like our six month like lease was up and I was like, yo, I'm gonna go home. Like couldn't find a place to live. It'll be fine for a few months. So I walk into this house the first time. I'd never seen it before prior to me moving back there. I walk into this house and I'm just like, ooh, 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 ooh. This, this ain't right. Like, it's weird that it backs up to a cemetery. Don't like those in general. But, like, this house, shit's bad. Like, I never want to be alone in this house. I don't want to sleep here. Like, I'm going to live here for the, like, shortest amount, amount of time possible. So I had, like, started seeing, like, crystals all around the house. And my parents are are very Republican and very just, like, conservative, like, they loved, they really loved a certain president. They have his flag flying. So we get along really well. So yeah, you guys would just be like best friends. But the reason I'm saying this is because there's crystals all over this house, like okay. by the doors and the windows. And I'm like, crystals isn't my family stuff. Like uh-huh. that's like hippie gran- granola. I don't know what the type of like person oh, that granola, is. Right yeah, granola. Like I, I'm a, I'm a bit more granola and I, even I don't do crystals mm-hmm. uh, or do have crystals. And so I asked her mom, I was like, yo, like why is there crystals? all over this house she's like yo dad got a weird feeling when we moved in just like a really weird weird feeling we didn't like it i guess they had like a explosive fight the day they moved in just because like some mortgage stuff my mom was like something like entered our house that day and it's here and it's very angry and i was like ew but okay 
So I had to live there for like a few months. Like I said, I turned 21 in this house and I got a call from my mom one day as I'm like heading home from work. And she's like, Hey, don't go inside the house. And I was like, Oh, why? Like what's going on? My mom was like, I came home. Nobody else is home. My little brothers are like 10 years or over a decade younger than me. Your dad's not home. He's up at the Canyon right now. Stuff was being thrown around the house. Like stuff was being like taken off walls, thrown. My mom was like, there's nobody here. Like there is no human inside our house and shit is being destroyed right now. And I was like, like you guys can see me. I'm like, (laughs) like goosebumps. Just like, I'm like a tearing up. And I was like, okay, I think I went and stayed with my boyfriend that night. Cause I was like, yo, peace. I'm out. Not going to this house. Um, so I came home later, I think like the next day after like stayed with my boyfriend and went to work and there was like legitimate, like our house had been like thrown just, it looked like somebody came and destroyed it, but nobody was in our house. It was just these beings. And I had, I had to be alone like a few times in that house. Sorry, we're almost there. I'm so sorry. But I I had to be alone a few times in that house. And every single time I, I went, I lived in this room literally for like two months because they owned it for like a, a split second of time. But I lived in a room that was like blue and had a black chalkboard wall. And I just remember every single time I went in that room, like I, I refused to unpack. I, I am a minimalist. So yes, I have very, very, very few things, but I like lived out of a backpack very heavily. Cause I was like, I don't want to have to be in this house. If something happens, like I'm getting my stuff and I am sprinting out the door. And it was just like, every single time I was there, I just felt like Like somebody was like touching me and just, yeah, just like something was just touching me and not in like a, so my uncle died when I was in high school, the same year I ended up dropping out of high school. And like, there's been times in my life where I have like literally felt him protect me. Like, like I said, I grew up LDS. I used to go do this thing in the temple. It has a weird name. It it won't make sense if you're not LDS, Um, but I would go to the temple every single Tuesday and I would just do temple work for a while. Like I'd go in there, do religious stuff. And one week I had done, like, I think I, I had a goal cause I had like a half day at work to do like five temples in the area. So I went and I did. Yeah. So sorry. All right. Sorry for the awkward pause. We had to cut her off for just a second, but yes, please continue. Okay. So I had a goal to do uh, five temples in the area. These aren't like a mile apart. These are probably like 20 to 30 minutes apart in every area. So I'm understandably tired. I'd started at like three o'clock and it was now, I think the temple had closed and I had, I was on my way home. So probably like 9.30, 9.45, autumn-ish time. I don't know why that's important, but it is for what's about to happen. So autumn-ish in Utah on the top of this mountain, it was the Draper Temple. So it's on this gorgeous mountain, but this mountain has very windy roads you have to drive down if you are going to the other side, which is where I lived. And like I said, so my uncle, he had passed away tragically in a really, really bad car accident during a family trip. It was like, it was, sorry, that was really rough for our family anyways. So I was driving home from the temple and I am exhausted. This is when I used to not understand that drunk driving and like tired driving are more or less the same thing. If this is going to sound bad, maybe, but in my opinion, tire driving could almost be worse because I don't think you understand the effects. I I agree, yeah. So I used to tire drive a lot and I I wish I could go back and change things, but I I did like to the point where I I drove the exact same routes 
almost every day. So like I could literally sleep drive to my house from West Jordan to Cedar Hills, which is about a 40 minute drive. Mm -hmm. Horrible. I wish I could go back and change it. I can't. Now I just don't sleep drive. (laughs) Uh, Now I just learned. That's better. So yeah, so I'm driving down from this mountain. I've driven this mountain a million times. I'm very, very exhausted. Like my eyes are closing. I'm driving my little Chevy Cruze, the turbo engine going way too fast down this hill. I close my eyes for like a half second. I open my eyes and there is, I'm going to get the name of the animal wrong. So I'm so sorry. We live in Utah. So I want to say it's like a cougar or like a mountain lion. Yeah, that's right. It's like bigger than a dog, way bigger than a cat, but not like this huge like beast. Just a very sizable thing that if you hit with your car going 70 and a 40 around a curve. Yeah, that would fuck up your car. Well, I, you would, I would die. Yeah. Because you're going to go over like a cliff at that point. Yeah. So... I I open my eyes, very tired, going down this two-lane road, and there is a mountain lion in the middle of the road. There's no way for me to avoid it. I've only been driving for six months at this point in my life, so I'm not a skilled driver, okay? (laughs) Like, I'm an 18-year-old with a new license. Not a good. And a turbo in my car. Not a great uh, combination there. So I'm driving, I see this mountain lion, and the only thing I think in my head is like, this is it. Like, I'm going to die. At at least I was just doing temple work, because like, I'm going to go to heaven, dang it. Like, like, what a way to really just end my life. And it's like the split second, like when people say like, I saw my life flash before my eyes, it was literally that. It was like, holy crap. And I don't think I closed my eyes, but I like very specifically remember like clamming up. And then I like, blinked I guess I don't remember it's like it was almost like something like blocked me and then I opened my eyes and my car had gone into another lane swerved back and I was fine and it wasn't like a I didn't do it because I remember just death gripping the steering wheel and not moving my hands and just being like okay I gotta hit this thing really hard because like I don't want to slow down and like (laughs) paralyze myself true that's how it is though if there if there's like an animal in the road you and you can't avoid it just fucking yeah smash it it was like i i need to smash pray. it because <laughs> i'm not gonna protect the animal i'm not gonna protect myself if anything if i slow down at least like in my 18 year old head it was i'm gonna hit it but my car is not gonna flip as hard so i'm not gonna die i'm just gonna be paralyzed which in, wow that's a lot to go through <laughs> it, it was a lot in like a split second and i was just like really going through it after like these high emotions of being in like a religious place all day mm-hmm. so yeah i like i like i just death grip my steering wheel and kind of just like brace myself which you're not supposed to do but i did as a dumb 18 year old and my car changed lanes went back and it was just like nothing happened it was it honestly felt like somebody picked up my car and just moved it and it was one of those moments like i just i remember like pulling off the road like a little like a mile down and just started crying because i could so clearly feel my uncle be like it's not your time yet Mm -hmm. um sorry i'm like tearing up over here i I don't talk about him a lot but (laughs) He and I, like, we weren't super close. And, like, one of the last things that, like, he and I had a Facebook conversation, like, two years before he died, or, like, a year before he died. And we were talking about guys, because that's what you do with, like, your 12, 13-year-old nieces. You just talk about guys. And my uncle's name was Matt, and my current boyfriend's name is Matt. And they're Mm -hmm. very similar. And he was like, just find a person that makes you happy and is there for you. And that was the last time we ever spoke in... He was in Yellowstone, which is where I'm going right after this. And his his car flipped and he was ejected with his dog. And they both died and my grandparents had to see it. And so, sorry. It was like this big whole just tragic, horrible thing. Because, like, my family wasn't on the reunion. But it was, like, in that moment when I didn't hit this mountain lion, it was, like, my uncle was just there grabbing me, holding me, protecting me, and saying, like, 
it's not your time yet. You haven't experienced like enough in life. Yeah. Um, so you were close, you were close enough then for sure. Yeah. And so, sorry, that was like a a different paranormal. So sorry. That was very off track. (laughs) I, yeah, my anyways. So like I said, we're in this house next to a cemetery. Let me get us back on track here. Our house has just been like destroyed by this thing, this being. And my mom is just really desperate at this point. She's like, okay, we've had I wouldn't even say ghost. I would say like uh, demon doesn't sound like believable. We've just had like bad spirits in our house for yeah. six years, six, ten years at this point. She's like, I'm done with this. I'm going to search out someone a little weird, figure out what's going on. My mom met her best friend this way and she is a ghost hunter in Utah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so she goes out to, uh, oh, what's that place? Like Tooele. She goes out to Tooele and she does a lot of ghost readings. And uh, Tooele is like this place in Arizona that's like, or Utah that's like super far out. But I guess there's a lot of like really bad ghost shit going on there, like very, very high levels of it. There's not a whole lot that happens in Tooele. So I'm sure that there has to be some kind of activity this, out there. <laughs> this is true. There's really not. There's a lot of like military stuff out in Tooele. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there they also a- have a ton of, like, there's a big uranium mine where they store a lot of the uranium. Ah. There is. Also, people believe that like not so much now but like a decade ago that when people used to like kill people in utah because tuila is so like desolate they used to just go like dump the bodies like over in that area super yeah super great <laughs> super fun really a lot upbeat of, stuff a lot of options of why it can yeah. be paranormal out there. <laughs> like yeah. very a lot of options. pick your poison <laughs> so anyway so i think her i i won't say her name i don't remember her name to save my life but my mom becomes friends with this lady and she's like don't think I'm weird. My house just like is weird. Like it's got bad vibes. We need to sage it or something. Like, can you come do a reading? And so they come to a reading and they're like, I think it's on a scale of like five. I'm Which so is interesting. Sorry to cut you off, oh, but yeah, no. your were your parents LDS at the time? Yes, my parents still? are still LDS. Because they usually have like advised not to do that, right? Yeah. So it the was at this. Does. It, yeah. So it was at this point, my parents were just so desperate like, because, to try anything. So they must have known that something was going on. Yeah. My dad at this point had been believing me for probably about four years because in the original house where the guy died, my yeah. dad had seen something going through the curtains at, or the horizontal like 90s blinds yeah. at night. So he's like, my daughter is not ta- talking shit. Like my, my daughter is serious. Yeah. So this had been like probably four houses since then and so yeah my parents are like fully believing me they're like okay we fully support the church but like we need to get our house in order because even if we're super happy all the time just like something's weird in our house yeah our comfort and our home matters most up first and foremost exactly that's good still have like all the church stuff going on but yeah. yeah for sure so so anyways, they bring the friend in. I want to say the scale is like out of five or something. I'm so sorry if somebody knows it's not and it's like a six or something. But mm-hmm. I want to say our house is at like a four level, which is very, very high for just like, you know, really casual house next to a cemetery. Super fun. And so they're like, that's just like bizarre. Like, is this scale out of ten? I know. I want to say the scale is out of five. Okay. Zero yeah. to five and your house is a four. Our house is a four. Okay. And so... Basically, what was happening at this time is we were getting ready to sell the house and move into what my parents thought was going to be their forever house. So they're like, okay, we don't think it's a house thing. We think it's like maybe a spirit like what, like, like one of our family members or maybe something we own. Like something is following us from house to house to house and getting progressively like more evil. Because even in the house where it was just like a little kid, like you could still feel like other things going on. 
And so my mom was like, we need to figure this out before we move to our forever home. And our freaking forever home has like horrible things going on. Yeah. So they brought her in. She was like, it's at a four. Some shit's happening. Like, this is not right. And at this point, I'm like, I'm living with my boyfriend. Adios. Let me know when like we're in the next house and things are Gucci. So kind of like to wrap up this whole story, like I said, so, so sorry. I went 50 different directions, but they're going through not like piece by piece of our house, but they're just going through things like, okay, like, is the meter higher in this direction? Like where, where are you getting like those weird feels from? I think they, at this point, they try to like sage our house and it worked for like a day. And then the next day it was like something, somebody's walking around in our basement. And my parents are still like going through like a little bit of a struggle. So they're still like not the best feels in our house, just between like relationship wise. And so kind of the last thing that they were going through is, or one of the last things they were going through was this box my dad had from the prison. And so they're sorting. It's coming back full circle. Yeah, full circle. Oh, I'm okay. so, so sorry. I, like I said, it's, no, it's, a, it's like, a lot. It's all coming together so, now. It's so awesome. It's this box from the prison, like I said, uh, at the beginning, uh, an hour and a half ago when I started talking, was you're not supposed to take stuff from the prisoners. It is mm-hmm. a huge no-no. My dad had been retired for like- Or the four, cartel, right? Yeah. from Well, just the prisoners in general. So Do they ever say why? I think- Probably just not to develop a relationship with, yeah, with, so with prisoners because they're just... They're prisoners. Yeah. Which sounds bad. Like, I've known great people that have gone to prison, but just... Right. You're not supposed to form those tight relationships given, like, sometimes they can save your life. Like, my dad had some prisoners that respected him. So when the jail he was in literally lost all power and, sh- like, shit went crazy, like, the prisoners protected my dad and saved oh, his wow. life. That's nice. Yeah. So it's like, you're not supposed to do these things. And my dad was trying to be, like, the cool cop. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're not supposed to take these things. They don't give like a super, or at least my dad didn't give me a super deep explanation why. So they're going through this box. It's this, I think I lied earlier. It's not a U-Haul box. It's a uh, UPS box. Super like ratty tatty. Just, I think he'd literally had it for a decade and a half and just like taped it all the time. Yeah. They're going through it, going piece by piece. My dad's like, oh yeah, here's a, a shiv that I took on the day I retired that was like in like an evidence box or something. Not an evidence box, but like this like taken away from prisoners box. It's like, yeah, here's my shiv and here's my my baseball. And oh yeah, and here's this photo, this tinfoil frame that I got from a prisoner like a decade prior. But is he showing this stuff to the friend? Yeah. So he's, okay. sorry. He's showing the stuff to the friend. We had like kind of seen it during our lives. Like like I said, the box had traveled with us from all these houses. And so, like, as kids, we'd seen all these individual items. We'd all touch them. We'd, like, played with them. This picture frame. The shiv. <laughs> as children. <laughs> okay. The, the, I mean, we had. Like, it's it's a thing well, that happened. What you got there, Shay? Oh, you know, just your shiv. Just I just got my dad's like, shiv. My poor teachers growing up were so sick of me. Like, what do you got? Something my dad took from work. Where'd your dad work? The prison. <laughs> your show and tell it was wild. Oh, my show and tell. I was I once brought some uh, psychological pills to, to school because I was like, I found these in a cabinet. My teacher was like, what is that? I was like, yeah, it's show and tell. It's like, I don't know what the name of it. Where my, mom, my teacher was like, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> you know. Just the the pleasures of growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Great. Anyway, so they're going through this box, going through the, the shiv I brought to school show and tell and the baseball and just like random like newspaper clippings and just random shit from the 
from the thing. My dad's name is Bill. So they had like a little Bill doll. It was, I don't know why that's in my head. But so yeah, we get to like this picture frame that had been at our house. It had lived at one point on our any like 90s and 2000s kids will probably remember unless you were hella rich your family's like tv or not tv sorry computer desk that had like the full setup that you'd like watch youtube and play like barbie games on yep i know yep. exactly like, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. i got our, the setup ours was in our living room i can like still picture the desk nice like light oak wood but it's like sat on that for a few years and it kind of just like moved different places as we moved and just ended up in this box for a while so he takes this out and he's like oh yeah like here is my wedding photo in this box of the san diego temple like my kids have touched this just just like a random thing I got from a cartel member a while ago. And I, I, I want to say I was there or like in a different room. I was around and the lady was like, Oh, huh. Hmm. And my dad was like, yeah, like what, what's going on? Like our, our family photos and it. it's just super chill. We've had it for a long time. And she was like, yeah, no, I, I think that's it. Like I, I, I think they had like some like reading stuff. She's like, yeah, like that's, that's very clearly it. This is weird. And so my dad like talked to some people and like, I think over like a month's time, like got in touch with like some old coworkers and just, he, he had been friends with some of his old prisoners on Facebook, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. is great at connecting people. Yeah. And so he got in touch with a lot of people. He's like, Hey, like what, what, what happened with this picture frame? It was tinfoil. Like, why is it, why does it feel like maybe a lot of our problems had stemmed back to it? And it turns out that one of the cartel members had put like, how do I say this non Harry Pottery, like a, uh, like a hex or something on it. Totally. And like, had been like, I don't know the words. I am not a witch, but had put some like evil. The Mexican word for that would probably be bruja thing. or brujo. I'm not going to try to repeat that, yeah. but Skylar's <laughs> got it. So they put the, that thing on it. And basically I think the lady took it, like saged it. And I want to say like, we burned it or something like very dramatic ish mm-hmm. and like ever since then it's been like pretty minimal like i yeah my parents had moved to texas and even like their forever home never felt like uh like a, a bad spirit like occasionally you'd feel like something weird but it was never like i think i'm literally gonna get killed in my sleep mm-hmm. or like i think i'm gonna be possessed and I, I think that's what my parents were really afraid of was like, oh, our daughter has picked up on this. I think our daughter is possessed. I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> At least I don't think I am. A little crazy, not possessed. But yeah, so just like really weird. Don't take stuff from your prisoners if you're a cop because it will kind of torture your family for a decade. Wow, that I, was so awesome. I know it sounds that like was a twist. I was not <laughs> expecting that kind of story. Holy shit. I thank you so much for telling don't us that. I even know. While you're here, do you want to provide an unpopular opinion? Yeah, I mean, you, you might made as well. it this far in. Give us a well. oh, goodness. come to the whole episode, full I, circle. Right? I should write these down. We have the same Shay, thought. I okay. know you, and I know you got like 10 in your head. I, <laughs> you know, but you also know me, and when I get put on the spot, I'm like, everything's fine. I'm not angry about anything that's going on at work. It's all great. Um, very sorry for that voice. Skylar, maybe cut that out. <laughs> that was my annoying white girl, uh, valley girl voice. Thank you. Um, no, we're keeping the valley girl. <laughs> keeping the valley girl voice. I, okay, I maybe have like two i'm gonna say one that i know is just gonna piss andrew off and i'm pretty sure he's mentioned this prior 
I'd also just like to mention, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna lean in, get a little close, and say that I wore a Carhartt beanie over here today. <laughs> I, uh, I saw it. I wore it up the canyon in my Subaru Outback, like a uh, a very white girl, granola white girl. And as I put it on my head from the back of my <laughs> stool, I said, "Ooh, Andrew's gonna really just love this look." <laughs> So sorry, that was not my unpopular opinion. My unpopular opinion is that Taylor Swift is probably That's like- That's not unpopular. She's a top selling artist. No, unpopular no, is- It's no. unpopular with you though. No, no, no. Okay. Here is why I disagree with you. Yes, she is the top winner of the American Music Award uh, Artist of the Year every year. I love her. I think she's amazing. She has a crazy fan base, but people hate her. People hate Taylor Swift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. Me. Yes, I know. It's you. I like they hate her. That was actually one of the reasons for like one of my most favorite albums by her, Reputation. She like went into hiding. I think it was for like eight months or a year. I'm sorry if you're a Swifty. I don't remember the exact amount of time. So sorry. <laughs> but she went into hiding because people were literally just braiding her. There's actually, I don't know. I might've sent it to you. Maybe not. There was a uh, thing on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter, but like I... <laughs> I have a... It's probably better that you don't. Twitter... It is. Twitter's a joke. I got rid of all my social media, but my Facebook, I have one Facebook friend and I use it for Facebook Marketplace. Cool. Um, yeah, it's really great. But no, there was a Twitter poll, I think a week or two ago, and it was, what is the worst tweet of all time? And it ended up being the tweet about Taylor Swift's eggs. And have you guys... Please hold. Please, please hold. Let's, let me look that up. Uh, worst tweet of all time. Okay, I found it. So the tweet is from December 9th of 2019. But like I said, I think this poll was done maybe like two weeks ago. And Twitter voted the worst tweet of all time was from this guy whose name I cannot pronounce whatsoever. But it's very important to note that this was from a man who has absolutely nothing to do with Taylor Swift. His tweet reads, and I quote, I can't believe Taylor Swift is about to turn 30. She still looks so young. It's strange to think that 90% of her eggs are already gone. 97% by the time she turns 40. So I hope she thinks about having kids before it's too late. She'd be a fun mom. Smiley face. I'm sorry, but I hope you think twice before ever using your dick for anything. <laughs> I... I like how he ends with the smile. <laughs> it's not like an emoji. It's literally like oh, old. old school. He did the old school <laughs> dots and the. He's probably like print. fifty-five years old. Okay, here's the thing. I I do believe in being nice to everybody. Like it's just one. Of I my don't, things. and I'll, I I'll throw that out there. <laughs> I do my, not. My boyfriend has been like, they get mad about talk. Like he's heard your guys' podcast, and he's been like, they get mad about people like talking shit about others, and they talk shit about them. I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that. But, but it's like, our podcast, yeah, no, and we it. get to do that. It's your podcast. I'm not going to tell you to not do it but it's it's this guy's opinion i just think this isn't a taylor swift thought this is just a thought in general that i live in texas so maybe keep that in mind while you're listening to this mm -hmm. that's interesting state but that women's reproductive rights shouldn't be any man's opinion that's your unpopular opinion? That's not my unpopular opinion. No, oh, that was, was like a thought about the tweet. That is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> That's an unpopular opinion in Texas. That, yeah. In Texas, yeah. <laughs> not here. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, people just like love to hate on Taylor Swift. That was my thing. Yeah. They just, they... Oh, I love it. I know, you You are one of the people. You just absolutely hate her. And I, I understand that people can have like different like feelings and like, oh, maybe I don't like her music. That's totally fine. But you also can't take away that she is one of the most talented songwriters of all time and she has written a lot of other people's music a lot 
of other people's music. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I I don't like her music. I don't listen to her, but I can respect her. I respect uh, the game, but doesn't mean I like the game. Right. Yeah, I I think it's fair to say like, oh, I don't like her music, but you still have to understand that she is an incredibly talented singer and songwriter. And she's just a very smart businesswoman. Like, there's cer- there's certain female artists that I'm like, eh, like might be Queen B, but like not my Queen B. Right. But I'm not gonna be like Beyonce's a shitty singer because that's a lie. Yeah. Like, it's just that I don't naturally gravitate towards her music. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's Which just, is a shocker to most people. <laughs> that but. honestly, I was waiting for you to like reach across <laughs> and be like, Shay, what the. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. So my other unpopular opinion, which I was informed of, which is very true i have like a very strong stance on this is that people just have way too much shit in general i am in a natural resources slash like environmental um, sciences major and i think one of like the worst thing that's happening to the economy in general is just i can't remember the exact word how embarrassing but like basically overactive consumerism where people see stuff and they're like, ooh, I like that bobblehead from the street in New York. I'm going to buy one and I'm going to buy one for my friend. Did you mean the environment, not the economy? Did I say economy? Yeah, you did. Oh, how embarrassing. Sorry. I I used to be in economics, so my my brain at 9 o'clock at night transfer. Yeah, the... She meant, she meant environment, not I economy. Environment. Our, listeners have, our listeners have heard us say the dumbest shit on here. So, <laughs> oh, <fine>. what, <laughs> what are the worst things for the environment? Good for the economy, bad for the environment. It's just buying too much shit. I just, yeah, I think I literally own like 20 pieces of clothing, which isn't good. Don't do that. That's questionable at best. But I just feel better when like everything I own can be kept in the back seat of my car. And that's your prerogative and yeah. your opinion, which you're entitled to. Yeah. And like, that's the name of the game as unpopular opinion. Yep. There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. That was so awesome. I was not expecting it I to be I thought it was going to awesome. be like a five like, minute, like scary story. No, and it yeah, turned into is, this I like perfect, so way cooler no, situation. No, it's going to be so perfect. Everybody's going to love this. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Sorry about Spooky my voice. Season, I love um, it. So sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Shay, for sharing that story. Amazing story. I've I, learned a little bit about our friendship that I didn't know about. Yeah. Lots um, of things. So, and man, just some people just have like the craziest experiences, and it's so cool to hear about them. Especially Again, from depending them. Depending on entirely one what you believe in. But it, I feel like hearing them from them makes it more real. Yeah. Like, because when she was telling us that, I was. Yeah, you could you I could see how she was reacting and, and it's see scary. how yeah. Like, like there was, was times it's real to her. Like there was like times like her she was tearing up, getting goosebumps, uh-huh. like it makes it more real. So you're yeah. like, oh fuck. And you could tell that she was like not comfortable talking about certain parts of it and yeah. Anyway, thank you for being a trooper, Shay. Let's jump into unpopular opinion. Yes, yes. Okay, so mine is one I actually used to not have this opinion, but my opinion over the past two years has switched. Okay. But higher education, aka college, is overrated and not worth the money you spend. it's a scam dude college is a scam because it used to be that like you could spend 10 grand get a bachelor's degree and you'd make 5k more than the people without bachelor's degrees so within a couple years it paid for itself plus some but now it's like 40 grand uh-huh. and it's so expensive so you have to get student loans and then you're paying on it forever so you're paying more than 40 grand and you're not even making more than the people that make because people care about um like experience. The yeah. big, we call it and the E word. You don't even like to get a job now. I feel like it's just based on who you know. 
That's entirely it. Yeah. And most people who get a degree, they don't even use their degree. No, and that's actually a term I hate is when someone's like applying for a job. They're like, I want to use my degree. And I'm like, you don't like put your, like, you don't insert the diploma into like a card to like open well, like, the door. They, I mean, when they say use their degree, they want to go into the field of their degree. I know, but it's a stupid term. Yeah. Especially when Use it's like degree. like a gym more generic thing. Like I got a finance degree. Like I think it's an easy way to say that they want to put their time and effort to use. Into something different. I agree. But just but, say like, I just want to be doing something different because this is what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, don't I've use your degree as the leverage. I've never understood going to college to get a degree just to not do anything with it. Why? That's such yeah. a waste of time. I would rather travel and that's what I did with my life. And you know. There are people out there that went and got degrees and they have better jobs than I do, but that's on them. And I lived the life or I am living the life that I want. So that's, so you're fine. I'm fine. My unpopular opinion is going to be a more unpopular opinion with, I'd say typical men. (laughs) Uh, If you use a two in one shampoo and conditioner combo, throw that in the garbage. Uh, It's really bad for your hair. Don't do it. Most, I feel like typically men use that, but don't use a fucking two-in-one. I feel like I... The reason I, why this is, because I went to my friend's bathroom yesterday, and he had a two-in-one in his bathroom. And that's all you had yeah, to use. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. I never did, but that's because I swam. And mm-hmm. swimmers in high school go through conditioner like bonkers. Yeah. And so, and swimmers in high school also learn like what, sham- what conditioners are really good for the chlorine. Mm-hmm. And so, but two in ones ain't it? They never came in two in ones, so like, yeah, I never dealt with that. You have to have your shampoo separately, and then your conditioner separate. Like very different things. The ingredients that are in two in one are so bad for your hair. Don't do it. Also, Just listen. You apply them differently to your hair. Yes, very like, very differently. Shampoo. You don't you scrub s- your head with conditioner. No, you like grace it through the ends of your hair yeah you like comb it through with your fingers and run it down to the ends and like just smooth it or rinse it out yeah shampoo you like freaking grind it through your hair (laughs) yeah you gotta get all the grease off your scalp and out of the roots just don't use them please for the love of god all right but convenient (laughs) yes got convenience convenience but that's not always the best option that wraps us up this week this is a doozy of an episode. It is quite long. We may Andrew did bring up a good point on one of our breaks. We may have to cut a few episodes short because our host doesn't allow us to use more than what six hours a month. It's something weird, and it's also we are on rate on a month where our break is like in the middle of a month. Yeah, so we'll have to figure it out. So if we have some short episodes in the next two weeks, you know why. Deal yeah. with it. But we wanted to make this one fun because we got some good... Finally, we got some good feedback. Or not feed... Well, yeah, feedback. But we also got some uh, interaction from listeners. And Thank you for awesome. sharing your stories. Yes, thank you for sharing your stories. And keep it up. And by keeping it up, you can give us a beer recommendation or a topic recommendation by emailing us at... CultureCouchPod at gmail.com. You can do all of those things by DMing us on Instagram. At CultureCouchPod. Um, and you can shout at us at Twitter, Culture. on Twitter. Uh, it's on Twitter, not at Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Shout at us on Twitter at culture underscore couch. Yes. Uh, thank you. Keep listening and, uh, we'll see you stay next week. spooky. <laughs> see if you will with that story. I hope so. Bye.